Good morning, fellow Martians. Welcome back to another episode of Mixed Martian Arts. My name is Austin Shaper. This is a show where we explore the topics of UAP, UFC, and World War III. Today being a very important UFC episode, I'm going to do my best to keep this quick because it's early in the morning and I work like a 10-hour day today. got a lot to do. Let's dive into what the heck happened last night with Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland. I was literally in like disbelief. I was in awe. I was watching with my buddies on Discord and like none of us could even believe or like compute mentally what happened. Rewinding like the build up to this fight, a lot of analysts, a lot of opinions about where this fight was going to go and while we most of us did count Sean Strickland out there's always it, you'd have to be a fool to not admit that he at least had a puncher's chance because any fight there's a puncher's chance and it doesn't matter if it's a dominant champion it doesn't matter if the guy is on a crazy win streak it doesn't matter anybody's got a puncher's chance because something can land flush it takes one millisecond, one mistake. Uh, you know, you zig left instead of zig right, and that could be the end of that. That's not what happened, though. What what impresses me so much, I mean, if you guys missed the fight, I guess real briefly, I'll catch you up. Sean Strickland is now the middleweight champion of the world, 185 pounds. He soundly defeats Israel Adesanya by decision. I think Adesanya only won. I didn't look at the judging scorecard, but just from my take, it seemed like the only round that Adesanya potentially took, I think, was round two, if I'm not mistaken. And maybe round, maybe it was round three. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was round two, but I, I only saw, from my perspective, uh, Adesanya winning one round, really. Other than that, Sean Strickland was dominant, man. He was extremely dominant. He pretty much beat Adesanya pillar to post. I knocked him down brutally in the first round, and it was kind of surprising that Adesanya even got back up and recovered. Um, a lot of props to him for being able to recover from that because it was a nasty shot. It kind of had that. Um, it kind of looked like one of those sequences that uh, the fight was going to be stopped, you know. And somehow Adesanya popped back up, finished the round on his feet, and then you know they reset on the feet for the second round. What's so impressive about what Sean Strickland did? I mean, there's a lot of things, but. To simplify it, it's it's bizarre. It's just, and that's why we love this sport so much. If we always knew what the outcome was going to be, we wouldn't be that intrigued to watch it, right? And I kind of thought, I was talking to my buddy, you know, leading up to this fight, and other than there being a puncher's chance, the only other way of, his, the only other path to victory that people kind of suggested uh, for Sean Strickland was to out-grapple Adesanya, put him against the cage, put him on his back, and that was going to be no easy task. I mean, it, it look, in, look in the um, career of Adesanya, how many people put him on his back, you know? So it's not an easy task, but it was uh, potentially a path to victory for Adesanya, and it didn't even go to the ground at all other than that um, brief few moments where Adesanya was knocked down and then trying to get back to his feet, got to the cage. But what's so freaking impressive about this entire thing fight was that Sean Strickland, one, he just put the pressure on Adesanya constantly, which is not new to Adesanya. Adesanya is a counter striker. We always know that he's kind of got to wait for the strikes to come in. He uses the momentum and the forward motion of his opponent uh, and he counter strikes him, right? And he's constantly on his bike. He's moving around. He's got great footwork. 
and he's got a uh, great variety and his striking. You know, he starts uh, he starts down low with the low kicks, brings it up high with the question mark kicks, and you know he's got this good game plan and like. It's interesting because in one performance, it can like literally change your opinion of a fighter. And while I love Adesanya, I think he's amazing. I think he's one of the best middleweights and one of the best fighters of all time. But for me, his stock dramatically went down. And this wasn't just like one off night. You know, Dana White was talking at the post-fight press conference about, you know, this could have been an off night for Adesanya. And, you know, he said he'd have to ask him. Obviously, uh, Israel would have to tell us what was going on. Was it mental? Was it physical? Did he have an injury? What was going on? Why do you look so slow? Why do you look so off? Even in the fifth round when Adesanya knew he was losing and, uh, you know, his only path to victory was to knock out or submit Sean Strickland. He didn't even attempt it. He just ran away stayed on his bike and, you know, barely engaged, barely engaged. And when he did try to engage, Sean ended up being the one who would land the last shot and the one that would affect Adesanya. He barely landed on uh, Strickland. There was a few times throughout the fight where he did have some good crisp uh, shots land on him, but nothing that stunned Strickland, nothing that rocked him, nothing that dropped him. I mean, I don't even know what to make of this fight. I I would really like to have an expert on the podcast in the next week or so to kind of discuss analytically what happened because this was a masterclass by Sean Strickland. And like I said, it changed my, I think it changed the stock of Adesanya because this wasn't just an off night in my opinion. This was like a, um, he got exposed and it's so bizarre to see it because once it happens, it's like, it's kind of hard to rewind uh, how you thought about Adesanya prior to this because looking at his game last night, it seemed predictable it seems so limited in its nature. It's like he didn't have the ability. When plan A wasn't working, the counter-striking wasn't working, uh, the leg kicks weren't even working. Sean was stri- uh, checking so many of them, and Sean was just putting the pressure on him. And Adesanya normally deals with pressure well because that's the path to victory against Adesanya, right? You have to pressure him because if you stay at range, uh, he's lanky, he's lengthy, he's quick, and again, he's constantly looking for that counter shot. And... So it's not something he wasn't expecting. You know what I mean? Obviously, Sean Strickland was going to pressure him. But what was weird, one, I thought that Sean Strickland's uh, his kind of unorthodox defense. I mean, he does keep a high guard when he does keep it up. But what's weird about it is he's constantly reaching for the uh, incoming punches. He's, he's reaching, and then oftentimes you see they go over his head or around, and he gets hit. And so I thought, okay, this is going to be a master class. I mean, this is the perfect opponent for Israel Adesanya, right? Because Adesanya is going to get right through that guard. He's going to get right through, and using those feints, uh, Sean Strickland's going to bite on those feints. He's going to reach, and then it's going to come over the top, or he'll get him with a head kick. Something like that is what I foresaw. And that's not what happened at all. Sean Strickland's like awkward defense plus the combination of the pressure. It's like nothing that Adesanya was throwing could land flush, like almost nothing. It would just glance off Sean Strickland's shoulders, off his forearms, and Sean just kept pressing forward. And it was just so impressive, man. I still don't even know what to make of it. I got to say, it's probably one of the absolute biggest upsets in the history of the sport. I think you have to say that with 100% certainty. And I'm not even the biggest Sean Strickland fan. I think uh, he's got a unique style. I think he's got a, is, you know, obviously a very unique character for the sport. So I appreciate him. I think he's great. Um, I just don't like hearing all this stuff about like how much he loves wanting to murder people and just like kind of seems like a bad guy. And just, that's just my take. And, um, 
I don't think it's kind of like for, for show. Like there's a lot of people in the UFC who are just kind of showmen. And then if you get them off camera, like Henry Cejudo, for example, it turns out people say he's like a really nice guy. Same with Colby. Um, Tron Strickland kind of seems like a psychopath, does he not? If you ever listen to him on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast from a few months back, I mean, that dude needs like some clinical help. I mean, he's he's out to lunch. And so, well, I do appreciate his skill set. I'm not like the biggest John Strickland fan, but you just have to give... You just gotta, you just gotta sit there in awe at what he accomplished. And I don't know if it's a combination of Adesanya being off and Sean Strickland's awkward style and the lack of pressure that Sean said he was under because he was coming in on kind of a you know short notice title fight. Doesn't really give you the build up to go through this full training camp to have the anxieties, the potential physical injuries. It's kind of just like boom, he was in the title fight before you know it. I don't remember how long uh, that they announced the fight before it happened, but it couldn't have been more like a month and a half or two months, right? So definitely didn't get a full training camp. And um, I think that actually kind of had the Michael Bisping effect uh, when Michael Bisping fought for the uh, belt against Luke Rockhold on what, like two weeks notice? He he said he he didn't have time for the anxieties and the normal stresses about camp because boom, before you know it, you're in a fight and there's no pressure on you because if you lose, everybody understands. Didn't even get a full camp everyone's kind of counting you out already. And if you just put on a good performance, a good show of yourself, um, you kind of morally had a victory there. That's not what happened. Sean, like, put on the best performance of his life. From any fight I've ever seen, Sean Strickland, and this was the best performance he's ever put on. And I don't think this was just an off night for Adesanya. I think Adesanya got exposed because... I guess I kind of was going off on a tangent, but the reason why I think he got exposed here is because... What did he have for Sean Strickland? Plan A didn't work, and plan A was the same as it always is. You know, stay at range, kick the leg, go up top with the question mark kicks, use the feints, uh, try to open up the striking, learn the pattern of the opponent. It's kind of the same recipe, and it works for him time and time again, especially with the pressure fighters, uh, you know, Costa and uh, Gaslam. Everyone who's tried to pressure him, you know, they pay the price when they're coming in. Sean Strickland, just like everything glanced off of him, like, like he was made of, like, bulletproof body armor everything just bounced right off and he just trotted forward he was phased by nothing um he did bite on some feints but i didn't think uh, more than he should have you know I, he didn't really fall for the game of adesanya he just kind of like didn't believe in it i feel like he just kind of like didn't accept adesanya's strategy it's like he didn't even feel like he was resisting and he was just like he didn't deal with it he just went right through it got right through the feints and Adesanya never had a moment to just stand put, and when he did, it got dicey for him. Uh, normally, Adesanya is the one who lands the last counter shot, and that's kind of how he knocks out a lot of opponents. Uh, Robert Whitaker, um, you know, so many opponents he's fought, it's kind of when they get into the scrap, into the pocket, and they're going back and forth, Adesanya ends up landing that last one, uh, and that's always the one that kind of knocks down the opponent. Sean Strickland was the one doing that to Adesanya tonight, which was just jaw-dropping and crazy, and... As I said, I think Adesanya just got exposed. I think that uh, he's rather one-dimensional, and I don't say that to be insulting. He's one of my favorite fighters. But you don't have the ability to um, change game plans. And like I said, come the fifth round, you're losing dramatically a title fight. You have so much on the line, and uh, you don't change your strategy at all. You just keep backing up, keep going against the cage. Going against the cage worked against uh, Pieta, it wasn't working with Sean Strickland. Every time I saw him go against the cage, it was like a uh, red alert, danger, danger. And it was the same thing with Pieta, but, you know, uh, it seemed like Izzy was more ready for the counter-striking, and it seemed like a little more uh, tactical, like he was playing possum in that last title fight. With this one, it's like he was just trying to get the hell away from Sean. He couldn't get Sean off of him, 
And again, he had nothing for him, man. He, he couldn't press forward. It's just kind of weird because Adesanya, with the high-level kickboxer that he is, you would think he'd be able to start putting the pressure on. And sometimes he puts the pressure on and still to wait for a counter shot. But I find it to be like a huge hole in his game that he can't just come out the gate striking first, especially when he's losing a decision. He's so used to outpointing his opponents that it's like he kind of goes into autopilot, and you know, especially with the counter-striking and the feints, and um, it works for him 99.9% of the time. But this in, in this unique circumstance, it wasn't working, and he had nothing else on the table. He didn't pressure Sean. The, the few times that he did, he still just waited for a counter shot. Uh he didn't know how to he didn't know how to press forward and I find that to be a giant uh, hole in his game and the question mark kicks which normally fool every opponent I found them to be slow and repetitive it's like he didn't throw any cheap kicks at least not many um, didn't throw many just blasting the head kick he always had to have the same you know the same style and it usually works for him but we're gonna have to wait to see uh, what Adesanya says about this you know was he injured what was going on. My opinion off the off the bat is just that he got exposed tonight. And uh, I was very surprised to see that Dana White had mentioned at the post-fight presser that he thinks that Adesanya is going to get an immediate rematch. And, you know, because he's a dominant champ, and he said this was an off night, and, you know, and I understand the rationale. He is a, he's, I mean, one of the most dominant champions we've ever seen in the sport, so I can understand the rationale, but this fight was not competitive. It, it wasn't as if he got dog-walked the entire time. He had his moments, uh, but this was not a very competitive fight. You know, Sean never even got a cut on him. No bruising, no nothing, um, no knockdown, no getting stunned even. I mean, nothing. And as I said, I thought that this, of all the fights that Adesanya potentially could have lo- uh, could have lost, I felt that, I felt like this was the absolute uh, best stylistic matchup Adesanya could have had asked for is the best one I mean Sean Strickland's awkward style the chin up they're kind of just plodding forward with the flat feet um kind of just primarily a boxer he was throwing the teep kicks tonight and some some leg kicks but like primarily he's kind of a boxer and you know I just thought stylistically this was kind of in the bag and as long as Adesanya didn't get himself into any staying in the pocket overly you know too long I thought this was kind of in the bag for Adesanya and it just shows you you know again the, the argument we always go to and the reason why we watch is that anybody's got a puncher's chance, right? But this wasn't that. That's what's so interesting. It wasn't as if he just landed a shot on him. You know, when Michael Bisping got the belt off Luke Rockhold, it was kind of that puncher's chance. He landed that one flush shot, that counter, I believe. Uh, and, you know, uh, it was a left hook and, you know, ended up capitalizing on the moment. This wasn't one moment from Sean Strickland. This was a dominant performance from start to finish, Except for maybe the second round, Adesanya edged it, I believe. But I mean, at the end of the day, it just was not that competitive. And uh, and to ask and to say that he deserves an immediate rematch, I disagree, man. I think Israel Adesanya got exposed. I think he needs to go back to the drawing board and level his game up. I don't feel like Sean Strickland is one of those guys who sits there and watches a bunch of tape of his opponent. <laughs> Doesn't seem like the type. If you catch my drift, he kind of seems like just, you know, as we know, he just kind of uh, spars. For his training camp, that's all he does. So it kind of feels like he just spars, pilots his coaches, watch film, and just kind of tell them some tips and pointers. And that's that's that. Doesn't overthink it. Doesn't overtrain it. And um, it looked like Adesanya, yeah, he needs to go back to the drawing board. It looks like the um, Sean Strickland's camp at least knew they had a good game plan. And it wasn't like it was a revolutionary game plan. It wasn't like incredibly unique. It was just that for whatever reason, 
Sean, and I'm no expert, so you know some people may have a more in-depth analysis of this, but it seemed to me that uh, Sean Strickland's unorthodox defense that I feel like gets him in trouble in previous fights ended up being the absolute perfect recipe to beat the champion. It's it's I don't even want to talk about another fight tonight because I'm sorry from from last night uh, because this one just deserves the entire episode. It's so bizarre now. Is Sean Strickland going to go on a title run? I don't know. Previously, I would have said even if he won the belt, I just can't imagine. I can't fathom a world where Sean Strickland's holding onto the belt. Uh, you know, he was only on a two-fight win streak and uh, hadn't, hadn't beat contenders and in the top five, to my knowledge, and maybe one or two. No, not even one or two. I mean, he lost to Jerry Kennedy. I don't know who else he bu- uh, beat that was even in the top five. He got in this spot not because of his uh, ranking, but because of his, um, you know, he's a company man. Fights on short notice. He does whatever he got, uh, whatever he's got to do, and... They rewarded that, you know, you know, and the timing worked out. There was no opponent for Adesanya to fight because, uh, you know, Duplessis was injured. Rob had lost. And uh, Pieta went up to 205, so there was really nobody else to fight him. Sean Strickland got the title shot, and he, he made it worth his money, man. He made it worth his money, and I don't know. To hear Dana's thoughts on the immediate rematch, um, I'd be interested to hear your guys' perspective on it because on one hand, again, yeah, dominant champion, I get it, but... I don't care if if you're a dominant champion. That's one thing, but you at least have to put up a valiant fight. You know, you have to at least make it competitive to be able to uh, uh, get the audience imagination going that we think it would be different if it happened again. I don't see anything that leads me to believe this would be different. I think Adesanya's got to go back to the drawing board. I think he got exposed. Still an incredible fighter. Still an incredible person. A great attitude. You know, his head was high after the fight, and it was. Um, you know, it's funny because he went up to Sean Strickland and I showed him his tattoo on his neck and I guess that was one of his dogs that passed or something like that, you know, and if every, anybody on this episode that's listening right now has ever lost a dog, you know, that's like a big deal and it's something that really affects you and kind of, you, you carry it, you know, when you lose, it's like losing a family member and Sean Strickland, uh, you know, in the post-fight presser, he didn't care one bit. He didn't realize that that's what Adesanya was talking about with the tattoo, but he said he, he came up to me talking about his dog. And then the uh, reporter said, yeah, that was his dog that died, and he was showing you his tattoo. And Sean Strickland just kind of belittled him and said how ridiculous that is and how weird Adesanya is. And it's just, man, uh, something like this makes you realize we are in a damn simulation, right? Anything can freaking happen. Nothing makes sense in this world. Anything can happen. And Sean Strickland breaking the paradigm and becoming the middleweight champion. What comes next? Does Adesanya get the immediate rematch? I don't think he should. I think he needs to fight a contender and show us that he can do something other than the same old game plan he's doing every time. And, uh, you know, it worked great with Pieta. Didn't work so good with Sean Strickland, did it? You know, didn't work so good. And if plan A doesn't work, you got to at least have the flexibility. If you're a champion and you want to be a long-reigning champion, you want to be one of the greatest to ever do it, you can't be so fixed and set in your ways. you got to be able to be flexible and uh, change the game plan at least a little bit, right? If you're losing in the fifth round... You got to be able to put some pressure on or, or change up the game, do something different. You can't just back away, run away from the fight and expect the counter shots to be uh, your only path to victory. Never went for a takedown attempt, which I wasn't expecting. But I'm just saying his game is limited, man. And he got exposed. I think people watched a lot of film on him. And this is just a crazy one, man. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. What a night. What a fight. It's a very good card. I thought it was going to be a weak card uh, just based on the lineup. But... Overall, very impressive. Tied to Avasa losing uh, was interesting. I thought that was a very uh, impressive performance by Volk. Um, 
what a night, man. Crazy times. I love this sport. Hopefully you guys too, and that's why you're tuning in. If you guys appreciate this type of content, just go ahead and click subscribe on the channel below. I really appreciate that. I'm trying to grow this channel, so it means a lot. Something free and easy you can do. If you guys are listening on the podcast-only stuff like uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just click follow, leave me a five-star review. And lastly, if you'd like to be a part of the conversation daily, i got a very small Discord group called Mixed Martial Arts. You can click the link in the description to this video. And we just talk about things, talk about the fights, talk about uh, UFO news, talk about geopolitical stuff and the potential lead-up to World War three ask questions share our experiences it's fun to be able to communicate with people all over the place um, who share the same interest and fascination in these subjects so we got three little subgroups uh, for each subject maybe you don't care about UFOs but you like UFC or vice versa whatever it is we got three uh, groups on mixed martial arts you could be a part of so go ahead and join that I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in we'll be back with another episode and uh yeah, Sean Strickland shatters the paradigm. He is the new middleweight champion. Where do we go from here? God only knows. Hope you all have a good Sunday. Take it easy.